Strike, let's get out of here. Nope. The vampire's not in this one. This one's empty, too. Are you here, Fred? Velma? Vampire? <laughs> Welcome back to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundeen, and each week, myself and a guest, or in this case, two guests, will take you through a mystery from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. Now, my guests this week are Colin Ashley of the Can I Kick It podcast and Daniel Foster of the My Podcast podcast, and they are here for another week of Vampiral, our vampire-themed month, we discuss Season 2, Episode 2 of The Scooby-Doo Show, Vampire Bats and Scaredy Cats. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. To <clears throat> Hi. Thank you so much for having me back. <laughs> I'm really very happy to have one of my favorite guests back on the show this week. It is so nice. It's been so long. Um, you know, I mean, we've been trying for a while to get both of you back here. Um, I just wait, Colin, have you been on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I just listened to so many episodes that it, mm-hmm. I get it all mixed up. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. remember. I assume so. Um, so the, <laughs> okay, I guess we, we have to get into this. We do. Um, we, first of all, we tried to start like 10 minutes ago, and then every possible thing went wrong with my computer. Um, but that's mm-hmm. okay, because you both have been very patient, which I appreciate a lot, um, especially because it's not necessarily something you might expect from each of you. Um, so we just have to, we have, to, we have to face the music here, I think. Um, now... There are some people like that Bill I... Bill and Ted. Sorry. Like Bill and Ted, yes, exactly. Bill and... Ooh. Velma and Fred. There you go. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I forget that they always call Velma Vil. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there are some people in my life who listen to this show and, you know, give me feedback on, on various episodes. And um, there's only one episode that they dislike. Um, I've been told by... Three different distinct people in my life not to have Daniel Foster back on Oof. the show. I uh, thought it was going to be me. <laughs> no, no, you're you're in the clear for now. We'll see how well this one goes. Um, yeah, they don't like Daniel, and to that I say, um, that I that's mean because I love Daniel. I think Daniel is a friend of mine. I think he uh, was a great guest for this podcast. Um, you know, just some some things happened the last time that you were here. Dan. You love me so much that you refuse to ever have me on again without the insurance of another guest. This is this is true. This is why Colin is here is to make sure that things go smoothly. Did you know that, Colin? Did you know that that's why you're here? Yeah, I feel like that was brought up at once. As long as it's made clear that I'm the main guest with just a buffer. 
of Cullen. Um, I'll feel good. Introduce first, though. <laughs> that is true. Could have been alphabetical. Could have been alphabetical. Uh, it wasn't, but it could have been. Um, but, you know, I'm just glad to have both of you here. I know how much you love Scooby-Doo, each of you. We're always <laughs> talking about it together, about how it's our favorite cartoon and how much it means to all of us. Um, so it's really a dream to have both of you back on this show. I mean, yeah, uh, happy to be back again. Happy to be talking about my least favorite guy in the world, Scooby <laughs> Dumb. Um, yeah, so Daniel, I know you don't listen to this show, so there's no way that you would know this. Uh. But um, on the most recent time that Colin was here, um, we talked about Scooby Dumb, who is... Oh, the, is that why you chose this episode? Well, no. I, I mean, we did, yeah. We did a vampire episode, and it happened to have Scooby Dumb in it. Colin, if I'm correct, you Googled Scooby-Doo vampire episode, and the first one that came up had Scooby-Dumb front and center. Probably. Okay, yeah. okay. how many episodes have Scooby-Dumb? I've never heard of this character um, before today. A handful. Um, he, he is in this series and this series alone, so Scooby-Doo yeah. show. Um, okay. I've already I covered on, two of them. We talked about the gruesome gator ghoul. Yes. yes. Which I believe was the first oh. appearance of Scooby Dumb. That is true. Yes. Um, Scooby Doo's cousin, of course. He's in four episodes total. So Four episodes, and you managed to choose two of them. Well, the first, I, I talked about it on my episode. The first time I picked him, I was like, I remember loving Scooby Dumb. And then when I watched it, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> He's the fucking worst. Yeah, um, I had a visceral reaction to Scooby Dumb. This was my introduction. I thought um, there was a very um, genuine chance that Daniel would show up today and be like, "Well, actually, I think that Scooby Dumb's the only Scooby Doo thing that works, and that he is yeah. very funny." Well, come on. So when Scooby Dumb came in, at first I was like, "I don't know if you talk about this on your episode, Colin," but with Scooby Dumb's intro in this episode, I was like. Is this like a horrible stereotype of a Japanese person? We did not talk about that. Because like, he comes in, because he comes in and he like has buck teeth and he's like taking pictures and I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Now I'm I'm right for mate for like thinking this. This is like playing into everything and I couldn't pinpoint what his accent was and I was like, what is going on? It's not until he gets yeah. more to two that I realize it's a southern accent, and that's what okay. it's going for. <laughs> yeah, he's um, supposed to be a dumb hillbilly. Uh, yeah. In the episode we watched last time I was on, he uh, was at Okifanoki Swamp, if I recall correctly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But for a while, I was like, oh no, what did I get myself yeah. into? <laughs> <laughs> for a while. For a while, you thought that he might be... No, just for like two minutes, yeah. I was like, this is a horrible racist caricature. <laughs> I mean, look, and then it yeah. becomes clear it is still, but it would yeah. truly, <laughs> truly, it would not be out of the realm of possibility for this era of Scooby Doo to have yeah. that in it for sure. Um, yeah. No, he's just a normal guy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> sure, I I did take notes, and the first note I have is instantly mad at Scooby Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he... <laughs> It is just something visceral, like Daniel said, where I see him and I'm just, like, angry <laughs> and annoyed. Um, yeah, do they even, like, 
explain who he is when he shows up? I don't think so. It's just like, well, no, there's just like, explanation. Could there they be? call them now? They're cousins, right? They're cousins. Yes. They do call them the brothers Scooby in this episode. Yeah. Which yeah. also made me very mad. Um, I mean, look, they just lost track in the, you know, handful of episodes between the two. Now, I'm sure yeah. this was all being written by the same people, but, you know, I mean, can you really blame them? I don't want to show my hand as to where I end up, like, rating this on the scale, right. um, but it feels like a lot of stuff was really phoned in. <laughs> um, I mean, so. we will get into it. Why don't we, I mean, hey, we're here. Let's just hop right in, right? Let's let's start with the beginning of the episode. Um, this is the Scooby Doo show, which was the last time both of you were on. This is the same show that you both covered. Yeah, Daniel, I don't do like you, the theme song. Do you remember Daniel the episode that you covered? Yeah, it was the Vien, uh, Venice Venetian Opera. I forget what it's called. I chose it because I was like, oh, there will be music, classical music that I recognized, and there wasn't. There was um, no score at all for Atlas. No. Yeah, there was like the the ghostly gondolier, is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 The yeah, Gator I, was Colin and Ghostly yeah. Gondolier was Daniel. Yeah, I didn't like that one that much. I think this one is much better than the one I picked the the one I covered last time. We'll get into it. I will agree with that personally. Um so this episode starts really I mean, we're just a really classic um, premise here where it's the gang. They're on a boat in the ocean at night in the fog, Um, you know, normal behavior. And they reveal to us that they are going to their friend, Lisa's 18th birthday party. She lives on a hotel on an Island in the middle of the sea. Um, The Island may or may not have vampires on it. Velma does bring that up. Um, skull Island. Yes, Great Skull yeah. Island. Um, shaped like a skull. Like King Kong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly like King Kong. Um, have either of you seen Kong Skull Island? No. I've seen clips of it, and I've liked all of the ones I've seen, but I don't know if I'll ever see that movie. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't seen it either. Um, you could very well both like it. I'll leave it at that. It's possible. It is possible. Um, I love Jordan Vote Roberts as a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really chill, normal guy. Um, and with who's really, I think, a great director. Was he the one who? This is when I watched Honest Trailers. They yes. did like an Honest Trailers for Kong Skull Island. And he came out like guns blazing about how terrible the honest trailer for Kong Skull Island was. And they had to like publicly respond. I think what happened was he talked about cinema sins, mm. which is even lower hanging fruit. Yeah. And then Honest Trailers invited him onto the show to do an honest <laughs> trailer of his own film. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Which is um, so he gets the Deadpool treat. Yes, yes, exactly. You know um, what we're talking about, Colin? No. Okay. <laughs> I only watched Vampire Bats and Scaredy Cats. <laughs> um. So, how did you guys watch this? Did you watch the 
bootleg cut or did you watch the no the original yeah i watched the hbo max which i think is like the widespread one yes. I, I i do understand there are two versions of this out there oh did i watched the one on archive.org okay so you watched sent to rough me. Cut. Yes. what yeah. does that mean it was longer than the hbo no, max no, 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 no. no they just like i think the animation it like kind of isn't fully done and they um which i mean it's it's really crisp and clean in the in the finished yeah. version but my um, guess is you would not be able to notice really yeah yeah I, yeah i thought it looked normal <laughs> colin is holding up a picture of daphne's crossed eyes um from an classic even cross <laughs> yeah um yes so the version that you watched daniel was actually on the um vhs that i had when i was a kid uh that um really scared me this episode was very frightening for me when i was like three years old i thought it was very scary and um you know really high drama you agree? i can i can i i was thinking i i wasn't personally scared right yeah. now today <laughs> but i was watching it going this would be very scary at the time where I was watching Thomas the Tank Engine, the episode where uh, Percy is disguised as a ghost yes. uh, to scare the other trains. That was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. And yes. at that age, this would have scared the shit out of me. Yes. And so I did have that thought of this would have been really scary uh, yes. if um, I was in the age range. If you were three years old, like I was at the time. Oh, I was 14, but... Okay, fair enough. Um, Colin, did you have something when you were a child that scared you irrationally yeah. i may have talked about this in the last time i was on the thing that i remember most from my childhood scaring me was the episode of the simpsons where mr burns is the alien yes. and the x-files people were there i remember it being terrifying and i didn't watch that episode again until they did that every simpsons ever marathon on mm. fxx um i didn't think this was scary when i was watching it today okay <laughs> okay um did you watch every Simpsons ever during that marathon? No, I think I like was just in and out because it was like constantly running. Right. Um, how long was that? Like, how long it was, was like a long? few days, maybe even a little over a week. Because this yeah. was like, I want to say like 2014, maybe 2015. Oh. So I, I know they had, um, they were up So there were only like seasons. five seasons. No. The Simpsons started in like 1980 something. 1989. Oh. Yeah, came out the same week that uh, Andy Germuga was born. Who? <laughs> Who? Uh, um, Is he in this episode? No, he could be, he could be like the thousand-year-old vampire. Uh, you want to hear a story that will make you both turn on me immediately? Okay, <laughs> um, loaded, loaded premise. But when yeah. I <laughs> so we'll like you after this. <laughs> <laughs> when I was thirteen, uh, I played. Friends seen it with my parents and lost mm -hmm. because I'd only okay. seen a handful of episodes. So then I spent my spring break watching every episode of Friends over the course of six days. And wow. Then, <laughs> yes. Now, all 10 seasons. Um, and then I played Friends seen it and I beat them because I'd watched every single episode. In It'd be really funny if you lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then they wanted to play fucking SNL scene. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even heard of Chris Farley. 
So this was I've seen most of Friends. Yeah. You think it's good? And I have and I have friends too. Uh yeah, I thought it was good when I was twelve. Sure. I watched it with my mom on Nick at Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think I you can still do up. that. I think it's still on Nick mm. at Night right now. You can really? go find your mom and watch it together. I don't know where she is. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so vampire bats and scaredy cats. Um sometimes I think in the bootleg cut it is stylized as vampires bats and yeah. scaredy cats, which is incorrect. Um, well, I saw looking at the Scooby-Doo Wikipedia, this is also the first episode with a title card. Yes. Um, Which they bring back all the time. Didn't really notice it as I was watching. It didn't stand out? No. The thing that still, I think I mentioned this last time, the thing that stuck out to me was the laugh track. Yes. I mean, that's how Which you know when to laugh. Pre- yeah. I found pretty uh, grating. <laughs> Wait, there was a laugh track on HBO Max? Yeah, you might not have had the laugh track. No, it was just a normal episode. Scooby-Doo classically has um, laugh tracks. It is a a major um, formula of the show. It is in the blood. Um, Interesting. Well, then sorry for stopping the show (laughs) for all your long-time listeners. I don't remember my previous episode having a laugh track. Maybe it did. I don't remember. I don't know. But anyway, okay, let's I, I could be wrong. Um, so we're going to Great Skull Island. Um, Scooby Dumb's excited. He, yeah. he, he's excited. He's got his little camera out. He's going to take some pictures. Um, yeah, this is one of the differences uh, in the version you watch, Daniel. He just takes a picture. Uh, and the one that we watch, he says something. There's flash when he takes the picture. And he also laughs more at the end yeah. i think he says is, you can if you look on youtube there's a uh comparison video that has like the three or I four see. changes and it shows you what they look like uh, yeah he, the laugh is when i still thought it was a racist <laughs> <laughs> character has, and i was like oh my god jesus <laughs> he has the very classic line of smile yeah he says and then there's the a laugh so you know when to laugh yeah he has another great line. We'll get to it when we go later in the plot. For sure, for sure. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote some Scooby-Dumb lines. So when we arrive Maybe on... Maybe I do like him. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible. He's kind of funny, I'll be honest. He's got some zingers. <laughs> um, we arrive at Great Skull Island, and there is a creepy fairy captain in the dark. Um, you know, F-E-R-R-Y, fairy captain. He's there, and he... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm so happy I got you to say that out loud. There. Uh, this is everyone's gonna hate me. <laughs> um, no one knows what I did. Look, we just we have to we have to cover our bases here. Uh, he's there. Um, I mean, I, I do expect that everyone watched Vampire Bats and Scaredy Cats before listening to this episode, um, just to make sure that they did due diligence if you didn't you will be lost because we're we are going to go through the entire plot but you know you're going to miss out on the in- intricacies of, of yeah that know. would make them not lost <laughs> you're going to be lost <laughs> i think the bigger concern is that you'll be spoiled yes exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah there's this fairy captain he's there and he's got this big old crate that he is just going to drop off with these random teenagers who have brought their van with them on the boat drive to the 
I don't know, mile to the hotel on Great Skull Island. Um, he wants them to deliver this crate to the hotel. Um, and this creates a real through line through this episode. A lot of comedy is mined from this crate and what is inside of it. Yeah. They drop it, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Shaggy and, it- and Freddy carry it and then immediately drop it. Yeah. Um... Last time I was on, uh, and I'll try my best to stop mentioning things that happened last time, I felt like, after my episode came out, I felt like I did pretty bad, just, as you mentioned earlier, CinemaSins, sort of poking holes in the logic of, like, why do they keep doing this as the mystery team? Like, how they not learned anything? Yes. And I don't want to do that again. Okay. But, um... The thing that really stuck out to me this time is that I don't think I like Scooby-Doo as a show. <laughs> I uh, found this whole... This is it's a breakthrough. A, this is, it's a 24-minute long episode. I don't know how long the credits at the end are, if there are any. Um, I found it profoundly boring. Okay. And I was like... It, it was a thing of like... I would get bored and like look at my phone. Yes. And then I was like, I'm missing stuff. I need to know what is happening. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'd have to go back like five minutes. It took me like an hour to watch this episode. Um, yes. But am I crazy or does Velma sound like she's talking at 0.5 speed? Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything <laughs> she said sounded so slow. So this is, um, this is, the second voice actor for Velma Dinkley, this is Pat Stevens, uh, who stepped in for the Scooby-Doo show. Um, she is, is, of course, um, any of you guys MASH fans? No. I've seen the movie. Nope. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... I know. The, uh, the very famous, perhaps the most famous television show of all time, MASH. Um, I've heard of MASH, <laughs> even. Okay. And, uh, uh, she was Nurse Stevens on that show. Um, presumably worked at MASH, I would guess. Um, she, yeah, so she voiced she voices Velma here. Um, very controversial voice for Velma. Some people absolutely <laughs> hate her. Some people think that she is good uh i like her because i have a lot of nostalgia for this era of the show um but i can definitely understand being like this is not a stellar voice performance this is the wrong place to say this but like i can't imagine having that (laughs) much of an opinion (laughs) apologies all the scooby-doo fans Listening to the Scooby Doo podcast. Though I will say, I wanted to say, um, in response to what Colin said, I also had the same experience where I kept missing stuff and had to rewind like mm-hmm. 10 times. Mm-hmm. It's so dense. To watch it. Yeah. It is very dense, but this is the first time that the formula of a Scooby Doo episode has actually worked for me. I was quite gripped. Once I like rewound to figure out like what the sequence of events actually were. I was like, this is good. <laughs> I sort of like, I like the logic here. It's, yeah, it's got a good vibe. I, I'm starting to get why you started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
you two are actively moving in different directions from where you were in yeah. the most recent yeah. time. <laughs> By the end of the I week. had this written down. I didn't say this to contradict Colin. I was like, <laughs> this is the first one where like I vibed with the structure and understood why people like it. Yeah. So yeah, Shaggy and, and, I, and Freddy immediately break this crate open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, coffin inside. There's a coffin. It spills out onto the ground, and what comes out of the coffin but a vampire bat? Um, yeah. I guess you can tell that it is a vampire bat immediately upon seeing it. I don't know that I would know the difference, but um, someone does sure. declare it. Um, so now, uh. yeah. <laughs> If you look in the spoofs and goof section of the Scooby Wiki, <laughs> you actually see that it's a fruit bat. <laughs> um, yeah, so this this bat comes out of the coffin. Now, if this happened to you, like say you two are Shaggy and Fred, and you're the ones who are carrying this this. Crate. Wait, which one of us is Shaggy and which one is Fred? We know. I do think we know. I mean, I know. I don't know what you know. I think anyone can figure it out. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so you you drop the crate. The crate spills open. There's a coffin inside. Then out of the coffin comes a living bat. Yes. What is your next course of action? I would I'd, go, whoa. I'd break out in yellow streaks. Yeah. Just like Velma said Shaggy would. Yes, yes. This is a, this is a common... Um, phrase that they use in these old seasons that I don't think people really use anymore. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Is it like, because later on they say Shaggy has yellow blood, Mm -hmm. which I assume just means like he's a yellow belly, he's afraid. Yes, yes. But I did think they were talking about that he was going to like piss his pants out of fear. No. And that's what breaking (laughs) out in yellow streaks meant. No, it is apparently an old-timey phrase where, um, where if you at a yellow streak, you were a coward. You were, you were sure, yeah, I frightened. see. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I would react similarly. I would be afraid. I don't know that I would, because they're in a wide open space, That's right? True. They're on the coast of an island. You know, if I see, like, a big bug in my room, mm-hmm. I freak out. If I see a big bug outside, I don't really freak out. I can just walk away. Good point. So I don't... I've never been in close contact with the bat, but if I thought there were vampires... I would be scared because this okay, is sort of... Okay, so the scenario is you're on a dark, like, swampy, sure. foggy... You drop a box, mm-hmm. the box shatters, mm-hmm. a coffin's inside, the coffin sure. opens, well, and then case, a bat flies out. In that case, you have to account, what if I'm also Fred from Scooby-Doo? Like, we <laughs> well, know I am. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Fred from Scooby-Doo, and I would be Fred, then... I would not be afraid because I'm cool as hell. So it's sort of a mute, a moot point anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think we are getting to the root of the the sheer horror that this episode has, though. Um, you know, we, we're getting <laughs> we're getting to it. We're getting to it. So now it's a Scooby Doo and Scooby Dumb's turn to carry this coffin. They're gonna put it into the back of the van. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had. Yeah. I had. Yeah. This is the part I wrote down. <laughs> this is so <laughs> early in the episode. It's, it's it's so funny. They're swinging it, and Scooby Dumb's like one, a two, a Scooby Doo, and just smashes it into the side of the van. Yes. It's so funny. I laughed out loud. The, Love the coffin is longer. I'm really coming around on this critter. <laughs> The coffin, of course, is longer than the van is wide, so they're trying to put yeah. it in, and it doesn't fit. 
And then, uh, as a heightening of the bit, Scooby Dumb goes into the van and comes out with with a saw. And then he's going to now cut the the coffin in half in order to fit it wow. into the yeah. mystery machine. And Scooby Doo sagely points out that you can just turn it. Yeah. Um, Scooby Doo episodes, Scooby Dumb episodes, do a wonder for Scooby Doo's character. They really uh, make him shine, so he's not the dumbest person alive. He's only second in line. Well, yeah, but in the last one that I did with Scooby Dumb, mm-hmm. he kept accidentally knocking stuff over that would reveal clues or like capture the bad guy, and everyone kept calling him brave. Yeah, and kept shitting on Scooby Doo. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, um so yeah now they got the coffin inside the inside the the van um and we're gonna arrive at the hotel on great skull island um which i Mm -hmm. would honestly stay at i think it's a fun destination it's like i mean you don't really have a choice if you're already on the island sure but like i would come to skull island to stay in this hotel as a lark And that'd be the end of this podcast. That's true. Yeah, I would. I would probably not make it back. Um. So now, now the gang did arrive in the middle of the night. Like it, it, there is no light left over the horizon. It is pitch black. Um. But they are surprised that the hotel is seemingly deserted. There's nobody milling around. There's not really anybody yeah. at the desk. Um. And. They, but Scooby Doo does ring the bell and summons a very creepy old desk clerk. Um, mm-hmm. Now you could call this man Red Herring Number One, perhaps. Um, is he? Is the, Fred Herring Number? Hmm. Yep. Fred Herring, yep. like from Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. That's something right there. Um, so yeah, the the creepy desk clerk shows up. He's like, hey, uh, I got your rooms. Um, I'm going to call in Red Herring number two, who is Mr. Dracul. You guys remember Mr. Yeah. Dracul? Um, the, yeah. That's who it's, they were oh, it's Mr. Dracul. My, my mistake. Dracul. Yes, Mr. Dracul. 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 Yes, he's there. Yeah. It's his coffin. Um, yeah. He's very excited to see it. Uh, and so Shaggy... I, I guess it's voluntold to bring this coffin for him. Um, yeah. And they start walking into the atrium of this hotel into the, in, into the dark. It's pitch black. Yeah. They walk in, the lights go down. All you see is their eyes. It's classic cartoon stuff. Mm-hmm. Lights come up. Dracul's gone. Dracul's gone. Yes. Just Shaggy and a bunch of coffins. And he says... And uh, my quote might be wrong here. Like, it's a dirt-free cemetery. Yes. Great line. He's very witty. Disagree. He's a very witty guy, I think. Really, really sharp on the bit. It, yeah. Yeah, he's in a room full of coffins. Um, and naturally, this is Shaggy. Uh, he's got a real yellow streak to him, so he's pretty scared of this room full of coffins. Um, I will say, this was a subversion of my expectations. I thought that the lights would go down, Dracula would be missing, and there would be a vampire. I was not expecting a room full of coffins. It is it is a surprising and striking image um, in this episode. Do you disagree? Um, not 
really, but I don't really have an opinion either way. Mm-hmm. It felt pretty normal for a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. The room full of coffins? Yeah, did it surprise you? No. <laughs> Uh, later on, they do explain that th- that there is a uh, Undertaker's Undertaker. convention in town. Um, we never see another yeah. person staying at this hotel. So maybe they're off, you know, on a moonlit boat ride or something. Or they're all asleep. Either one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, there are all these coffins around, and um, we get to meet Lisa. Lisa is a... Uh, a person. She's uh, she's turning eighteen. She's the gang's friend. Um, seems to live a really sad life here on this. What's the mystery island. team supposed to be? Uh, mystery game. Yeah. Um. So that's a great question. Um. So Velma is the youngest. She is fifteen years old. Colin's um, <laughs> 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 devastated. <laughs> no, you cannot say that. <laughs> We've said everything else on this episode so far. This is according to the uh, the original character Bible to show you. She's fifteen. Daphne is sixteen. Um, Fred is seventeen, and Shaggy is eighteen years old. I thought you were gonna say like Shaggy was like thirty five. <laughs> yeah, uh, Shaggy's actually Fred's dad. <laughs> How old is Scooby? Uh, eternal, <laughs> really. I mean, um, Just like a previous guest on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, so yeah, that's that's the the age range. For the, I, the reason I asked is just because I was like, it's weird that they're friends with someone who's turning eighteen, but I guess it's not. They're also all not eighteen yet. Nope. Nope. They're all kids. They're meddling kids. Um, so yeah, they're here. We get a really bizarre uh, interaction here, where Lisa is introducing us to Uncle Leon, um, and he. They both explained very exuberantly that um, while Uncle Leon is a guardian, he treated her like uh, she is his own daughter, and that they uh, are very, very close, and they're they're tenderly embracing as they explain this to the gang. Um, now. I found this to be a very interesting use of time in this otherwise very economical episode. You know, as we say, so much is packed in here. Um, the only thing I can think of is that, spoiler alert, Uncle Leon is the uh, vampire. Um, he is the perpetrator of this episode. Um, oh. I can only thing I can think of is that they didn't want children to believe that their parents would try to, um, like, trick them into being committed to a insane asylum for the rest of their life um yeah they're like no it's okay it's just his uncle her uncle slash legal guardian who raised her as a father but not her actual uh flesh and blood um yeah they, they could have done like a stepdad or something yeah exactly instead of needing to jump through a bunch of uh holes here um so we have so lisa has introduced uncle leon um you know guardian not a father there is something really annoying about uncle leon okay which is his watch went off yes. and he called it a wrist alarm yeah. which i did not like at all because yeah. that verbiage really unsettled me this uh episode came out in 1977 so this has to be some like 
top of the line technology here that he's got uh, for this, this watch, um, his wrist alarm. Um, I remember yeah. there's an episode of Columbo in which the entire um, the entire like plot hinges on the fact that this guy just got a digital watch, which were brand new. At the I time. remember that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Which this reminded me of. See, so yeah, his wrist alarm goes off. It's very annoying. It's super loud, and it's these these yeah. ringing bells coming from his his watch on his arm, and he's like, "Hey." Uh, that is me. T- that's my watch telling me I got to get back to work. And as we've established, it is. It, it could not be earlier than midnight. I don't think it is extremely late on this yeah. on this island. Um, but he's got to get back to work, and um, the gang are gonna go to bed. You know, they're being divvied up their rooms. But uh, the the rooms that the girls are gonna sleep in is deemed too small for them. So. Lisa lets them sleep in her bedroom, which also has two twin beds in it. Um, mm. So they get to sleep here. We get uh, treated to the girls' uh, evening routine, which is fun because Velma spends yeah, it. Velma <laughs> does like calisthenics, yeah. and Daphne's brushing her hair. Yeah. Velma's really has a rigorous workout routine before she goes to bed uh, while wearing her glasses, which I think is fun. Um, she also goes to bed in her wearing her glasses, and you know, like matching pajama set so they go to bed yeah and um before they go to bed (laughs) this was another difference in the episodes so in the one that i watched and i i'm guessing ethan watched as well Mm -hmm. um velma's like you know i've locked the doors and i've shut the windows and then you see the window shutters open and flap and then they jump into bed i think in the room you watch daniel they just jump into bed i was I rewound that part, and I was like, they're reacting like they, they just cut to the windows opening, but you don't see it. She just yeah. says, I close the windows, and they run into bed shivering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. I'm glad you, you cleared that up. So, um, Daphne answers the phone, and... No, I'm sorry. This happens later. This happens later. I don't want to get to it yet because I don't want to spoil the fact that there's a vampire in this episode. Um, yeah, they go to sleep. Hey. Yeah, they go to sleep, and then, and then the vampire shows up. We like yeah, this. They're awoken. Uh, he's trying to bite Daphne, presumably to turn her into a vampire. But Velma wakes up first and is freaking out. You know, she's she's yelling at the guy to get off off of her friend. And then um, this wakes the boys up who are down the hall. They come running in. Uh, the vampire disappears suddenly um, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then they do the classic bit of trying to. Break down the door. Ram a door. Yeah. And uh, Velma opens the door. So the Scooby cousins go colliding into the wall. Um, yeah. So what do we think about this vampire? It is Vampiral, after all. Um, what do we think of this 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 fellow as a villain for Scooby-Doo? It well, makes I mean, sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, any sort of villain on Scooby-Doo is almost rendered moot by the fact that you just know it's going to be a guy in a mask. Okay. I'll be honest, gonna... I, for, I forgot that that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> so for a while, I was like, ooh, spooky vampire. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's four children. Yes, you're right. So I, I'm never like, that, that vampire's going to kill her. <laughs> like, I, I like understand what's going to happen. Um, for you. There <laughs> is... There are a few bits where Dracula does something funny. 
um, when he's on the phone yeah. and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. and you hear like the noise. Yeah. Uh, it's very funny. That is my favorite part of the episode uh, where Daphne answers the phone after this happens for some reason. Like the phone rings. Yeah. She answers it. She just hears bells on the other end. And they yeah. cut to the vampire who's got the phone in the other in the hand and his mouth's open as if he's speaking, but we just hear the bells coming out. So, yeah, and he's just like, ah! and it's like an old, like, two piece phone. It's, it's very good. I like that that shot quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, so the vampire disappeared um, and he left a bat in his wake, um, leaving us with vampire bats and scaredy cats, one might say. Um, there is a part around this section of the episode where Fred just refers to Scooby dumb as dumb, <laughs> which is, I, I feel like how often do they call Scooby-Doo do? They don't ever. They would, they would never do that. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like it's weird to be like, cause the subtitles didn't even catch it. It said, it was like, go help him dog. <laughs> and that's incorrect. I was like, why? Well, I, I heard him say dumb. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, this is where uh, we get. So, Daniel, you have not been introduced to Scooby Dumb, so you don't know that his his central trait is that he wants to be a police dog. He wants to be a detective. Why he's so dumb? No, well, he doesn't know that. He thinks that he's smart. You see, this is where the mm, inherent classic dumb person mm, trait, inherent comedy and drama, can both be mined from this this character trait of his. This goal that he has. <laughs> and drama. Yeah. It's like, well, he doesn't know that he's too stupid to yeah. be dramatic. Exactly. Irony, I guess. Yes. Um, so he he decides that he's going to do some investigating, and he he does his his wonderful catchphrase, Colin, and I know you love dum dum dum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and but his his little Sherlock Holmes hat doesn't go spinning this time. I don't think. I think that they cut that yeah. out for time. So they could fit in other bits, um, and uh, so his hat goes does not go flying off, but he does get scared by a flea on on the table. Um, yeah, and that results in him knocking a grate off of a vent, which um, creates Velma's uh, idea that this there there may actually not be a real vampire. There may be something else going on if he could escape through this ventilation shaft. Yeah, um, this is where they. Oh, sorry. Now, what happens next? Because what I have written down in my notes is Velma blows Scooby Doo. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So you went something else. Charged episode. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa stepdad finds her stuck. I, haven't written, uh, I, I wrote. Why did I write it down? I had it written. She called. Uh, no. Um, Scooby Doo. <laughs> they tell him that someone needs to go in the vent. And she's like, it needs to be Scooby because he's the thinnest. <laughs> this part's so funny. And he stuff. blows himself up and b- balloons up. And then she's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Or something. Or like, get to work. <laughs> and it starts dribbling. Yeah, dribbles him and shoots him into the vent. <laughs> and he's like, a really crazy noise comes out of him once he hits the vent. Mm. When he's blowing all of the air out. And then he sort of is backed into the vent. Yeah. Okay, so that's what happens, uh, and then Scooby Dumb goes to follow him uh, with um, Shaggy. They're going to do some investigating and searching for the vampire. Um, Scooby Dumb gets another great moment here where he's like, "Where they're in the middle? It's dark. It's the middle of the night." And he's like, "It's so dark, I can't see my flashlight." And then yeah, he and then he's like, 
He has a flashlight. Mm, flashlight. And then he shines it. Turns on the flashlight. This is where they run into Lisa with the teeth. No, this is this is not. This is we're in the coffin room, of course. Um, coffin room. Then we see we see Gramps the Vamp, as they call him later. Uh, he is mm-hmm, he is mm-hmm. caught up against the wall in the in the flashlight. He's like, ah! and they uh, they do a little chase. You know, vamp- vampire. He wants blood. This is what vampires want. And they all yeah. uh, hide in the furniture. Um, right. Yeah. And this is the halfway point of the episode. We've already flying through this thing. Which means, gentlemen, it is time for a little game. Um, this game is called Scooby or Not Scooby. And um, I remember correctly, this game uh, caused some pretty severe drama on the last time that you were here, Daniel. Um, yeah, I'd say this is the fracture. Yeah, this would be, this would be the turning point. Um, Colin also, for, for the record, got very flustered by this game as well, if I remember correctly. Um, be- no way. Because we, I did uh, Super Nintendo games, and half of them had Scooby-Doo's name in them, which uh, is maybe one of the meaner things that I've come up with on this show. Um, but I think... That this time around, we'll all have an even playing field because you guys are both movie guys. Yes? Yeah. You like movies. Okay. So the um, structure of this one is in honor of Vampirel, of course. Uh, I have selected, is it a Scooby-Doo episode or a film that Bella Lugosi starred in? Um, Bella Lugosi, of course. Okay. Dracula, you know, classic film star. That's the theme. We got eight titles. It's up to you to tell me which one's which. You're both going to be playing. You don't have to answer the same as the other person. Just, you know, go with mm-hmm. your heart, and we'll see how this goes. The Scarab Lives. Uh, I think that's not Scooby. Colin says Isabella goes to Um... It's an interesting title for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be if Colin's telling me to hurry up, giving me the red light. If I was right and Scooby Dumb was a Japanese stereotype, I would have said this is a Scooby Doo episode. But I'm because of that, I'm going to. It was. I'm going to say this is a Bella Lugosi. Movie. Okay, you are both wrong. This is a Scooby Doo <sighs> episode. Um, this is the first episode Dang. of Scooby and Scrappy Doo, in which. Shaggy and Scooby's favorite comic book, The Blue Scarab, becomes the center of a mystery when the comic creator is haunted by his own creation. So, what kind of you have no information on what the Blue Scarab is, right? Blue Scarab is the superhero that has become into real life and is is an evil guy. Okay. Um, okay, that's not how I interpret. Okay, let's keep going. The Ghost of Frankenstein. I've seen that movie. That's a Bella Lugosi movie. Wait, no, I'm I'm thinking of the son of Frankenstein. Oh, now I'm shit. I'm uh, gonna say not Scooby. Um I I'm gonna say it's a Bella Lugosi. I think it's one they made after that. 
after Son of Frankenstein. This is a Bella Lugosi film. Yes, okay. I do have a, a synopsis for you. Igor discovers Frankenstein's creation is still alive and brings him to the doctor's son, Ludwig, for help. Obsessed with restoring the monster to his full potential, Ludwig is unaware that someone has more devious plans for the creature. So, that sounds exactly like the son of Frankenstein. Well, I mean, I can't imagine that they would tell the same story twice. No. no never. Interesting. Um, what year did that come out? Uh, I don't know. Daniel, I'm sorry. I assume, sorry, I assume yeah. getting <laughs> I thought you were more prepared. I'm sorry, continue. The Ghost of Bigfoot. Ah, shit. I'm going to say Scooby. Yeah, I'm going to say Lugosi would not stoop so low as to do Bigfoot. Like, okay, so you're both saying Scooby. This is a Scooby-Doo episode. Um, okay. I, on a ski trip to a lodge in Vermont, the gang meet up with Laurel and Hardy, who are trying to get a job. But when they discover Whoa! the ghost of Bigfoot is on the loose, they team up to capture him. Uh, I got to I wish I, I did like, that episode. on that next time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can, yeah, we can double team that one. The Ghost of the Red Baron. Oops. Um, um, I'm going to say Scooby. I'm going to... This will be your first split. I'm going to say Lugosi. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, we're splitting here. This is a Scooby-Doo episode. With the help of the Three Stooges, the gang tried to capture the Ghost of the Red <laughs> Baron in Long Dead World War this is crazy. He was ruining the area's crops. So... There you go. Um, the Haunted Showboat. I feel like if that's a Scooby-Doo title, that's a lame title. Um, is the thing. But it Mine, could be a movie. Title. I believe that is well for a Bella Lugosa movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is I'm true. I'm going to say... It's just not up to snuff. I'm going to say this is a Scooby. Okay, I'm going to say this is a Bell Lugosi. Okay, this is an episode of Scooby-Doo. Um, Shit! I was like, this is where we're going to get even again, and now I've only, uh, I've only widened the gap. Now taking a commanding loss. Um, with the help of Come. Josie and the Pussycats, the gang tried to fix a rundown showboat so it can open for business, but their <laughs> efforts are hindered by the ghosts of Captain Scavenger and Injun Joe. So... <laughs> <laughs> Engine Joe? Like a turbine? Yeah. No, not like that. Um, like what, then? Say it again. Uh, there are three episodes remaining, and, and Daniel's behind by two. Um, okay. So room to get tied up, perhaps? Time to eat my spinach. Uh, the Mystery of the Mary Celeste. I'm going to say not Scooby. Now, Daniel, you could also say that, but if um, you do say that, yes, you, you would not be able to get caught up with this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm tempted to say the other thing because if Colin's wrong and I'm right, I narrow the yeah, gap. Yeah, that's what I just said. And if we're both right... Yeah, I've muted. If we're both right... Um, <laughs> Say the title again. The Mystery of the Mary Celeste. And what did Colin say? Colin said it is a Bella Lugosi movie. I'm going to say Scooby-Doo. 
Uh, this is a film starring one Bella Lugosi. Uh, during a horrific storm at sea, the crew realizes there's a murderer among them who is killing them off one by one. Sounds really good, I'll be honest with you. I would like to watch it. Um, yeah. Okay, we got two left. Um, and Daniel is down <clears throat> by three, just to be clear. So there's no way he can win. Clear, that is. Can Colin? Can we say if Colin gets one wrong, he loses points just for these last two? Why? You want to do that, Colin? So I could catch up. You want to agree no. to that? <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> so lose points if I get one. Sure. Okay. Um. The New York Underground. Is the name of the episode or film? The New York Underground. Legosi. I agree with Daniel. Uh, this is an episode of Scooby Doo. Uh, Scooby <laughs> enters Shaggy into a poetry slam at Central Park, where his competitor is singer songwriter Halsey. <laughs> when did what this come out? Was it come out? I think 2020 is when that episode came out. Um, Jeez, I didn't realize that they were still making these. Yeah, things. they are. This is like the last Jedi of Scooby-Doo epi- uh, podcast episodes. It's run by haters. <laughs> so we got one left for you guys. Uh, this one is... All right. So if I get this, I get two points and he loses two That's up to Colin. <laughs> <laughs> what happened after last round? We both lost one point? Yes. <laughs> so I'm still three ahead of Daniel? Okay, so yeah. <laughs> you just want to make it winner take it all? <laughs> No, I get two points and you lose two points. So then nothing would happen. You get it wrong and I get it right. Yeah, I would still win by one point even if I get it wrong. No, because if you no, because if you lost two points, you'd be ahead by one point, and then I would gain two points, and I'd be ahead by one point. Right about that. Sure, sure. I went to college. Okay. (laughs) Cool, man. Um, Thank you. The Phantom Creeps. Bella Not You're both correct. This is a Bella yeah, okay. First winner takes it all. Like so there you go. Um, great game. Really yeah. good work from you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm happy at the end of this one. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that you're happy. Uh, we're going to give that Vampire Bats and Scaredy Cats here. Now, um... It's time to do some real investigating, I think. The rest of the gang come yeah. down. They, they turn the lights on. They found the light switch. And um, they find a dog whistle on the ground. And yeah. um, Alma blows it. It makes Scooby-Doo really upset. Uh, and Scooby-Doo has another classic great line where he pokes his head out of a pot and he goes, You rang? Yeah. Really funny. Just classic, classic comedy right there. Um, now I'd hate to, I'd hate to, you know, be a a cinema sins person here, like like Colin, you know, doesn't want to be, uh, you know, I, especially because I don't want Jordan Voight Roberts to come after me. But um, yeah, if this dog whistle is being blown throughout the episode, the dogs would not be having a good time. Yeah, they would have noticed yeah, it earlier. Which could have been a great, like, clue. A great, like, seed for for 
yeah. the mystery later on. Um, but they do not. Uh, they do not take advantage of this. I'm afraid. Um, but yes, this is the. That is what happens. Um, and then Uncle Leon shows up. And he's like, "Okay, I got to be honest with you. There's a vampire epidemic in our family." Which Lisa claims to have not known about, but at the beginning of the episode, Velma says that it's a known thing that there are vampires on Skull Island. Um, okay. Which creates an interesting dilemma here. How would Velma know that and Lisa doesn't? But again, I'd hate to, to just continue to, to ding points off of this, this airtight plot. Um, but It's like how everyone knows a husband's cheating on his wife except the wife. That sort of deal. If you're if you're in it, then you don't really you're not really aware of what people are saying. Do you know this from experience? Pass. Okay. Um, so uh, Uncle Leon's telling us this story. He reveals that the reason why no one's ever allowed in this room is because there's a safe hidden behind a picture. Uh, he opens up the safe. Inside are some photographs of Lisa's grandfather. One of them, he's looking like a normal guy, just like an old-timey fella. And then the other one, he looks like the vampire that we have seen terrorizing this uh, this hotel so far. Um, just some great table setting. I love it when there's backstory to these. And it's not just like, you know, there's a haunted showboat or whatever. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but, yes, Daniel, did you have something to say? Oh, that's not what that meant. I do have something to say, okay. though. Um, I, there's a line in here I just wanted to point out that's really stuck with me. Where, who is it explaining the the history of the grandfather? Uncle Leon. Uncle Leon. His, Uncle Leon. He describes the grandfather, and he says that her grandfather's quote is uh, from, quote, one of Europe's oldest families. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? One of Europe's oldest I families. I just didn't understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, but how is one family older than another? Who's to say? Anyway. Don't think, think about... The, the clock on your family starts the second you have a child. And ends the second that they all die. Like, it's, this... when the family tree... Gross. But everyone's the child of someone else, so mm-hmm. it's like the how could your family be older than someone else's unless you're descended from Adam? Mm-hmm. You know. But then, aren't we all descended from? I Adam? didn't. I I. I'm I, not ready to talk about this. <laughs> I. Isn't Scooby Doo like a very atheistic show? I was thinking about because it's like saying like everything can be easily explained. Yes. There is no magic in the Honestly, world. Uh... <laughs> In an interview, Carl Sagan said that it was the only cartoon that he liked because it, it gave children, uh, you know, a healthy um, like skepticism. skepticism. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's give Neil deGrasse Tyson a crack. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has been on an episode of Scooby-Doo. I know that. I'm sure he has. He and Bill Nye together are on an episode, um, which I, I would love to know the behind-the-scenes drama of that recording session because um, those two guys seem like they do not like each other. I would guess, but um, anyway, back to vampire bats and scaredy cats. Uh, yeah, so we get a picture of Shaggy deems to be Gramps the vamp. Um, his grandpa, grandpa, he's a vampire. Uh, yeah, she's they're they're part of Europe's oldest family. Um, and they fled Europe 
to escape the curse of the vampire in their family. Um, but Gramps has returned for Lisa. And he desires to turn her into a vampire as well. Um, high stakes. Yeah. I yeah, think I it's around this be... point. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I wouldn't want to be turned into a vampire. That's just me. You go. Yeah, same. I agree. Um, I think around this point, though, in the episode, um, we get our first look at Lisa with vampire teeth. Yes, that is what happens next. Is she? Uh, they they split up. Um, uh, you know the. I never know what to call them. I guess I'll call them the functioning side of the gang. You know, Fred, Daphne, Velma. Yeah. They go down to search the coffins, and which leaves Shaggy and the dogs to guard Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they barricade the door so that the vampire can't get in. But then Lisa answers mm-hmm. the phone. Um, there are bells on the other end, which turns her into a vampire. Ah! Yeah, but she makes a, like, jungle cat noise. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, it's a classic Scooby Doo uh, sound effect. They are like a. Yeah. Um, works when the villain is like a cat creature, you know. Yeah, that's why I was like, in my notes, I have cat lady written yeah. down. It's like, why? I'm, I'm sure by this point, I mean, they have the entire, you know, Warner sound effects library, a famously history, yeah. uh, like, like historic sound effects library that's been used for decades. I'm sure they could have found something hissing in there, you know. Yeah, I guess what is a vampire noise canonically? Uh, the vampire, the other vampire in this episode goes around saying, I want blood a lot. Um, so she could have said that. Yeah. I would have immediately. Yeah. yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, that would be good. Um, no, she does. And then on the other side. No, you oh, please. sorry. Go ahead. Well, the, the, the other side of the, the team, as you call them, the functioning mm-hmm. side, they find a note. And this was the funniest part of the episode. I thought, other than when Scooby does his vampire impression mm-hmm. and they use the clip of it twice, yes. um, where they find the note that says Exorcist Desmo. Yes. And uh, I think Fred goes, What does it mean? And Velma just says, No time to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, No, that's what you guys do. <laughs> you should take the time. We're here to solve a mystery. You are the functioning one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the the John Mulaney joke where it's like, well, now back to my hunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so the gang are the 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 boys, Shaggy and the dogs. Okay, the Shaggy and the dogs are locked in this room because they barricaded themselves in, which is always a funny thing. They do it like once every twelfth episode in Scooby Doo. It's a funny bit to do. Uh, it makes me laugh every time because they're locked in now with a vampire, um, which they did not intend to do. And then we get. Scooby Dumb's shining moment to this episode. Where he sees, he, I mean, t- make of this what you will. He sees Vampire Lisa. You know, she's got classic, like, buffy vampire face where she's, like, kind of got a scrunched up forehead, like, mean looking eyes and these, and these, uh, um, teeth coming out, right? Teeth. Fangs, famously. Fangs. Important part of a vampire. Uh, so, so Scooby Dumb comes up to her. And he, he kind of looks at her and he goes, oh. And he hands her a pamphlet that says beauty tips. 
Oh yeah, I do remember this. Um, that's just a great mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, that's when that's when Scooby Dumb really comes into his own. He's he's thinking on his feet here, and uh, um, this is uh, this is what he's what he what he comes up with. Um, but they do escape from this room with uh with the vampire. Um, but now there's another vampire outside, and they have a chase on golf carts. Yeah, this part this is good. Right before this, there's a shot that I thought really looked good, where you see the vampire like doing mm-hmm. the classic sort of like pose, and there's like a giant shadow behind yeah. him. I um, and it looks really. I thought it looked really cool. I took note of that. I was like, "Wow, look at that!" They like had to draw that. Like they they put the work in. For well, yeah, because it's like the rest of the episode looks exactly. like such yeah. shit, and everyone's eyes are flesh toned. Mm-hmm. And famously, there's the cross-eyed Zilma. I mean, um, Daphne face. Mm-hmm. This is also at a point in my notes, similarly to where I have Velma at point five speed. I just wrote down everyone is always yelling. I feel like Shaggy especially has such a loud volume to his voice throughout that really uh, did a number on me where I was like, this guy needs to chill. He's scared. He's a scaredy cat. He's, yeah, his, he's got yellow blood. Yeah, which he does tell to the vampire. Yeah, um, uh, yeah you wouldn't like mine. It's yellow. Uh, yeah, they're riding around on these golf Classic cars. golf carts. No Daniel, do you yeah. it's like old yeah. school golf? Do you like the golf cart bit, Daniel? Yeah, it's fun. I like most of this episode. <laughs> I thought it was a good time. I thought it had a good pace. Uh, this is a good action scene when they're jumping around in their golf carts. Mm. Yeah, they forget Scooby Dumb. Yeah, they maybe they yeah. reverse and pick him up. Yeah, yeah. It's just a whole barrel of Scooby fun. <laughs> yeah, that it is, Daniel. I agree with that completely. Um, right. so they're, they're, they're carting around and then, um, uh, they, they, they arrive, somehow they shake the vampire and they arrive at, uh, the coffin room where the rest of the gang are not attempting to figure out what XO6 Desmo means. And, um, Shaggy breaks the news to them that Lisa is a vampire and, Lots mm-hmm. of tears are shed. Everyone's very concerned. Um, no, that actually doesn't happen at all. They don't really seem that phased by this predicament. They're not angry with the boys for failing their job of, you know, um, protecting her. They're not concerned for their friend. They're not interested in solving the mystery. So it's kind of unclear what their goals are at all at this point. Um, but... They're going to continue forth. Um, the, they hide. They all devise a plan, yeah. right? So they, they, they yeah, they, some of them are they witness hide. the vampire like leading Lisa in. Uh, she's clearly in some sort of a trance, and he like guides her into a coffin. And he's like, "Wait here, I'll be back later." <laughs> and closes the coffin on them. Um, and uh, then, so yeah, they're all hiding. And then Scooby Dumb uh, fucks up again somehow, like falls out of his coffin or sneezes or whatever. Does some some? Well, yeah. So the plan is like Shaggy puts on a wig, but, yes, to pretend to be yes. Lisa. Um, uh, get, gets into bed. Well, before before they do that, they do then, wake up Lisa. She's fine. 
It's totally fine. And she's right. like, all I remember right. last was a bell. Um, if you if you're keeping keeping track, if you got your notepad out and you're trying to solve this mystery along with us, um, we heard bells when she answered the phone, and she became a vampire. And now, the last thing she remembered was bells. Um, so yeah, they're gonna plan this trap where Shaggy's gonna pretend to be Lisa. He's got to put on a wig. Um, this is something that Shaggy does all the time. Uh, and then they. Uh, the plan is to trick the vampire down the vent, where he will fall into a coffin, and the Scooby cousins will then, you know, coffin him. They'll they'll close the lid on top of him, and then they're going to somehow sweep the coffin out into the ocean. I think is the plan. It's something. It becomes more elaborate from there. Where I was confused why they didn't just leave him in the coffin. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so Shaggy's the bait, and he kind of walks off, and then Scooby Dum immediately falls in the coffin. Um, yeah. Without without moments notice, he he messes up again, falls in the coffin, and Scooby Doo, thinking that he has caught the vampire, closes the coffin lid on top of him. Um, yeah. Announces to everybody, "I got him. I got him." Now at this point, um, I am sitting on tinder hooks, pins and needles. I'm like, "Oh no, they've messed up the plan." What could they possibly be doing? Um, there's a funny bit where, where Scooby Dumb pokes his head out of the coffin and he says, Shh, vampire's coming. Yeah. Which yeah. is funny. Another funny bit. I mean, I think he should be in the show all the time. I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. I think he, he adds a lot to formula. Um, adds a lot of comedy. He adds a lot of much-needed stupidity, yeah. too. Scooby-Doo proceedings. Yeah, everyone else in the show is too mm-hmm. smart. Which are too, yeah, usually very austere. Yeah. Very quick-witted. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Vampire's coming. He does show up, and they immediately knock him into the pool. There's no, uh, they don't run around and really do anything. You know, like, it took, the, the, the setback lasted for about five seconds. They knock him into the pool, and now it is time to unmask. Ramps the vamp. Yeah. Well, we're already at the end. We're already at the end. We're flying. We're flying. Wow. Um, it's only been three hours. Yep. Yep. Um, so, Ramps the Vamp is. Uncle Leon. Uncle Leon. Oh. Did you see this coming? Um, no, I yeah. forgot you was in the episode. Yes. <laughs> At one point, I wasn't, like, trying to guess. Um, but when I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's going to be the girl. And then when it, like, the girl started doing stuff, when Lisa started doing stuff, I was you. like, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so it's the uncle. You didn't think it could be the fairy captain? No, the fairy, I mean, I, I did not think it could be the fairy captain. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Or that fairy desk clerk. <laughs> 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 Uh, All right. All right. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You cut that out. That's the first thing you need to cut out. No, it isn't. (laughs) Daniel hiring Cullen to make uh, himself look better to the audience. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's Uncle Leon. Uh, Daniel, of course, did not guess it because he had forgotten that the goal of Scooby-Doo was to unmask a monster at the end of the episode. 
which I mean, I approve of that. If that means that the the you know the plot and the drama were so high that you could be like, wow, you really caught a vampire here. Um, You're reading a lot into what I said. I did. I am. You're right. I am. Um, I just forgot that they unmask a guy. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it is in fact Uncle Leon who uh, gives this very dark explanation that uh, you know he's been running this tell for 18 years and he's not going to let lisa take it so his master plan was to trick her into thinking she had become a vampire through hypnosis and then use that to have her committed to an insane asylum which is really yeah. dark and, and um i mean it's yes, gaslighting it basically <laughs> in the classical it's, sense it's, it's <laughs> gaslighting you are correct um he, he, of course, hypnotized her with his wrist alarm, as we all could have figured out. Yeah. The bells are, of course, coming from his watch. He's used to trick her into, into putting on fake teeth and contacts and looking kind of menacing and thinking she's a vampire. Um, and then Velma, who has somehow found the time, explains Exo 6 Desmo, which is half of yeah. a torn slip. Does anyone remember what Exo 6 Desmo stood for? I don't have it exactly, but before this, um, Fred explains the alarm uh, on the wrist alarm, and there's a shot where they zoom in on his hand. I'm going to show both of you. Um, it's so detailed <laughs> compared to everything else that I, I was unsettled by it as well. Um, so yeah, neither. you were asking if we remembered what the slip meant? Uh, yeah, well, Colin pulls up this picture to show the two of them. I remember um, Desmo is the start of the whatever the name of the species of bat is, and mm -hmm. Exo is for exotic pet yes. shop. Uh, yeah. So they bu he bought the bats from the pet shop. Yeah. It's like Desmo Dantide yeah. or Desmo something Desmo like Dantide is what... Velma says, "I don't know yeah. if that's correct because it's being it's you know, whatever Pat Stevens starts to uh, pronounce it in sure, sure. But um, yeah, so it's it's six vampire bats, but specifically six Desmodontidae from Exotic Petco on the mainland, and it shipped to him in a crate, and um, obviously used his uh, his dog whistle to trick them. Um, I will say." Bats famously have very um, good hearing because yeah. they're blind, basically, in, in the light. They use echolocation. Um, so I would think that you would not want to harm that hearing. I think that that would um, make them behave very erratically versus training them to come to you. Um, yeah. Just a guess. Colin, do you have this picture for us here? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I posted oh, okay. it. Um, me... I can hold it up if That's you want okay. me to. Let me, let me take a look. Yeah, he's got... Wow. They shaded his hand and everything. Um, yeah. That's a really... Lines on the fingers. That's a really lovely picture. I think I'm going to um, make that my desktop background. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, so, yeah, six... D Desmo Dante died from Exotic uh, Pet Company. Dog whistle. You get the idea. You use the watch alarm for hypnosis. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, Lisa has been raised by this man as her as 
a uh, as a daughter, you know, not her own father, but might as well have been. She says, "How could you do this to me?" And his response is, "Blah!" <laughs> 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 he does not give a response, um, but let's say that, and then. We get a li- nice little coda here to the plot of the episode. This, um, yeah, this last scene is insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really shocked me and shook me <laughs> to my core. <laughs> Would you like to tell us what happened, Daniel? Um, I'm afraid I might miss some details, mm-hmm. but basically, they're talking about the wristwatch, the mm-hmm. wrist alarm, and the hypnosis, yeah. and. Uh, Oh, Shaggy Lisa comes out. He did miss some details. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, you know. Maybe make better notes okay. next time. That's all I can say. He comes out with a with a okay. massive tray covered in hamburgers. She says, "Yeah, well, so uh, sure. she's also okay. like yeah. offering a reward, and they're all like yeah, turning her fun. down. And she's like, well, this is it's what it is: relish and ketchup, chili, relish." Pickle, onion, and cheese. Loaded down. <laughs> it's a crazy. Uh, this yeah. is before Casey Kasem was a staunch vegetarian, of course. Um, oh, I didn't know yes, that. That's yes. interesting. Later on, he demanded that everything that Shaggy eat be vegetarian because he himself. Well, wow, really? That's eat. cool. Wait, Casey Kasem voices Shaggy? Yes. Whoa, yes, I didn't did. know that. She also calls them giant size hamburgers. They're kind of normal size. Or maybe honest. Shaggy does. They all look like, yeah, normal hamburgers. But there is a. But, you know, this was 1977, so maybe they. It's they, like the Trump photo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she comes out with the, these hamburgers, and she, after she says everything that's on them, Shaggy's like, well, you're no friend of mine, stranger. And then he wants to eat them, right? And then, okay, Daniel. Yeah. Take it from here. So they're talking about the hypnosis thing and Shag and Scooby's like, I could never be hypnotized. <laughs> and then Shaggy presses the alarm on the wrist alarm. And uh Scooby then puts his arms out in a trance, and it's very creepy. Yeah. He starts walking around and Shaggy's afraid that he actually hypnotized his dear friend yeah. Scooby. And then after what feels like hours of of this hypnotized trance, uh Scooby breaks character, reveals that it was all a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just pretending to be hypnotized. all of the burn. And yeah, and the whole gang starts laughing. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know how the normal episode ends. It ends but the, the same version, way. The version that I watched ends zooming on <laughs> Shaggy's crying face as he pretends to laugh, but is yeah. secretly crying and having been fooled by this joke. The captions and, said uh, Shaggy laughs and cries. Yeah. I mean, it's just the sound of laughter, but he's visibly crying. Yeah. And it fades to black at the end. It is a haunting <laughs> ending. That's, that was gen- genuinely yeah. scary. That's a really like emotionally <laughs> scary ending to this yeah. episode. To be like humiliated yeah. like that in front of your friends. I really found it touching and unnerving yeah because your worst fear is being humiliated in front of your friends yeah i'd hate for i can't even imagine what that would be like if someone got one over on you but colin colin you know as someone 
who's been in that situation mm-hmm. hundreds of times, how did you react to it? Where my dog <laughs> tricked me into thinking it was hypnotized and ate a bunch of hamburgers. Yeah. Yeah. I also laughed and yeah. cried. I would too. I would too. Okay. I would just cry. Daniels, um, yeah. Kind of a wild thing to have your best friend be a dog. Yeah. Sure. Well, <laughs> you know what they say. Man's best friend's oh, dog, yeah. Did they say that? Yeah. You didn't have to say it. <laughs> Everyone kind of knows it's that. It's like, it's like think, uh, having a yellow but, streak. Yeah. We all know it. It's like yeah. that they always unmask them at the end of Scooby-Doo. One of those like things that everyone doesn't Europe's oldest family. Yep. Yeah. Um, We're paying everything off this episode. So that is Vampire Bats and Scaredy Cats. Uh, I think a great episode of Scooby-Doo. Um, I think it's good. I think it's good. I oh, genuinely, I, I don't say this just to disagree with Colin. I finished it. It took me longer than the episode length to actually finish the episode. I admit it's dense. I had to go back. And and I wasn't paying 100% attention to it. I was, you know, doing some work. And I'd look up and go, oh, I missed something. And I had to read it. But eventually it got everything. And I was very satisfied with the direction of the story, the characters. And like I said, very moved Mm -hmm. by the ending. So narratively and emotionally uh, complete uh, and touching. And which I wasn't expecting. Now I'm just going to watch every episode of yeah. Scooby Doo. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. Of that. We're going to have to table Colin's response to this because before we get into the actual ranking <laughs> of this episode, it's time for another game, which is called Jinkies or Stinkies. Mm. Now the way this game works is that each week, um. I collect a, sor- a series of six stories or facts related to a topic in the episode. It's up to you to tell me if that topic is true, which would be a jinky, or fake, which is a stinky. Now, Daniel Foster, famously, after his debacle of a Scooby or not Scooby round in his first episode, went on to throw a perfect game. He got all six Jinkies or Stinkies wow. right and held that record for like 20 episodes. Wow. So, no, I didn't know it was beaten. Well, shit. This is we the beat thing. Him. It was beaten on our Valentine's Day episode with the hosts of um, Pass the Golden Popcorn. And there's two of them. So one could guess that they were colluding. I will not accuse them of that. Interesting. Whereas Daniel... Had no one else's guesses to go off of and got a perfect four. I get five of six when I did it, I think. Um, so I'm not going to be aiming for perfect this time. That's too much pressure. Clearly. But I will get it. Okay, we'll see. Um, again, you know, go with your heart. Or else. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Or, or else everyone will You guys yeah. are competing. Um, uh, remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. topic this week is empires. Just a big, wow. encompassing topic. Vampires. Okay. So. Oh, I thought you said oh, empire. I thought you said empire. <laughs> <Vampire laughs> <also>. <laughs> this episode yeah. and vampire. Okay. It's a month. Yeah. I feel like I don't know that much about vampires. Oh, is it a vampire yes. month? Yep. 
I feel like I know even less about Empire, so I'm yeah, I'm stoked now. I know a lot about Empire. I'm a big. Fan. I guess I know like Taraji P Henson's on it. Yeah. What else do you know? What else do you know about Empire, Colin? Uh, Lucius Lyon. Um, Empire of Dirt. Yeah, yeah, John, yeah. <laughs> the song. Um, some of Europe's oldest families are part of uh, empires, actually. I would say. <laughs> That's what I thought yeah. the tie-in was. <laughs> no. The vampires, vampires. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to get us started here. Please do not guess until after uh, I've finished reading. In the 1890s, there was an epidemic of tuberculosis. But in the rural United States, consumption was not as attractive a target as what had to be the real cause. Vampires. Brown family in Exeter, Rhode Island, suffered many cases of TB all in quick succession, which locals deemed to be the cause of untoward influence of the undead. Rumors began to spread throughout the village, so George Brown, the patriarch of the family, was persuaded to allow a ruling mob to exhume the bodies of his freshly dead family members to investigate. His wife and eldest daughter, both named Mary, were significantly decomposed, so they could not be the vampire. However, his youngest daughter, Mercy Brown, maintained most of her flesh and some blood in her heart. They had found the vampire, paying no mind to the fact that she had expired the most recently and was buried in an above-ground tomb in the winter. However, they were convinced that she was a vampire. To cure the corpse of her vampirism and remove the spell from the Brown family, they burned her heart and liver, then mixed the ashes into a tonic and gave it to her ailing brother Edwin to drink. Unsurprisingly, he died not long after. This jinky or stinky. I think it jinky. is a jinky as well. You're both correct. This is a jinky. It is true. Great. I mean, what? Oh. You would have been fucked up if you came up with that. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you would be corked yeah. up. Sure. Meanwhile, across the pond, 19th century Londoners were reeling from an unidentified serial killer named Jack the Ripper and searching for an explanation. Stinky. <laughs> Much of the modern vampire mythos came from this time as an attempt to make sense of this senseless violence. The Ripper victims were found with their throats slit, often missing obscene amounts of blood or internal organs, much like your typical vampire victim. However, another key part of vampire lore originates here, the idea of the vampire's thrall. Armella was a sex worker in the Whitechapel district and friend of several of the eventual victims. Not only was she never attacked, she claimed to know Jack and was his occasional lover. When interrogated by the police, however, she pled insanity, claiming that she had no memory of Jack the Ripper and would wake up in the streets at night, bruised and malnourished with no idea how she got there. Bram Stoker was supposedly inspired by this story when devising Mina Harker, the central female character in the 1897 novel, Dracula. This is tough. I'm going to say stinky. Um, yeah, I'm also going to say stinky. You're both correct. This is a stinky. I did make this up. Intense. Or third of the way through. Yeah. Corks up for that one. <laughs> it is very impressive that you come up with all of these. We will continue here. Yeah, good job, man. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, anytime. Love to be back. While vampire paranoia may seem like a thing of the distant past, it has actually persisted for much longer than you might think. 
On January 20th, 1982, Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat live on stage in Des Moines, Iowa. This act shocked the world and ushered in a series of very normal responses, most notably an op-ed in Rolling Stone magazine asserting that Osbourne had done this because he was literally a vampire. The guest writer claimed to be a roadie for Black Sabbath that had witnessed Osbourne looking inhumanly pale and shying away from food, as well as gnawing on the neck of a female fan. Leaning into the absurdity, Black Sabbath booked a show at Bran Castle, a historic location in Romania that is marketed as being Dracula's real-life abode. The show sold out all 20,000 seats, which was pushing the capacity of the venue, but the event was not without a hitch. The European Standards Committee, an independent organization of concerned parents who fought for censorship on morality grounds, protested outside the castle, calling everyone who entered Satanists and heathens. But they went home when it began to rain. Is this a jinky or stinky? I think this is a jinky. Um, is Ozzy Osbourne in yeah. Black Sabbath? Okay, so the idea is his own band. What? Put the ad or the the op-ed. The 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 op-ed is written by a roadie of his band, someone who helped set up for the. Okay. Sure. Okay. Hmm. I was thinking jinky. I'm not so sure in the second half. I'm. Going to say stinky. Daniel is correct. This is a stinky. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne did bite the head off a bat, but everything else I made up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Turkish dot initially was just his own. He would cut lashes into his skin and drink the effuse, but soon his desire turned towards others. He enjoyed biting other people's wounds and sucking blood. Sicari eventually severe mental disorders and claimed that the patient was cured of this illness, though he did not explain how other than massive amounts of therapy. No follow-up article has been written. Is this a jinky or stinky? When is this? Like, um, I believe the article was from 2011. Oh, okay. I'm going to say... Jinky. The no follow-up article detail is so evil. Um... I'm going to say jinky This is a jinky. Well. It's a true story. Um, really screwy, I think. Um, yeah. It it's is for sure. up. Um, all right. We are now four out of six. Um, Daniel is leading by one. You've heard of vampire bats. You may have heard of vampire squid. What about vampire slugs? Vampire slug is a shellless gastropod that lives on land in remote swampy areas. Most slugs and snails feed using something called a radula, a sort of toothy tongue that can protrude out of their gooey faces. The vampire slug actually eats with its feet. 
As the slug slithers around, it has suckers on the bottom of its body that absorb nutrients, either from bacteria-filled water, detritus, or living beings. While they don't suck blood exactly, they do eat skin, either dead or alive, which inspired a rare and extremely expensive beauty routine called slugletting. On his Netflix show about sustainable living down to earth, Zac Efron tried slugletting on camera, having it eat aging skin off of his cheeks. After the process, he described his face as, quote, being smooth as a baby's dick. Is this jinky or stinky? <laughs> I, uh, this is bold. <laughs> I have not heard of vampire squid. Okay. <laughs> but I will say this is a stinky. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say there are vampire slugs that do flesh. I'm I'm skeptical about whether <laughs> Zach Efron tried it live on camera and said it made him smooth as a baby's dick. Um Okay. This is the hardest one yet. Um I'm If I say if I don't say stinky, and it is, that would be such an L for me. So I'm going to say stinky. This is a stinky. I did make this up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which leaves oh, us boy. with one more. If you divert on this one, and Colin gets it right, then you would be tied. Okay. One of the okay. first significant movie stars of the sound era was Bella Lugosi, who portrayed Dracula in the 1931 film, we always lived in the shadow of his rival, Boris Karloff, who played Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Lugosi was jealous of Karloff as he was always billed higher in the movies they co-starred in and was generally considered the more versatile actor. Universal Pictures would play up the feud any time one of their crossover movies was, would be released, making stories to the press about them getting into verbal arguments in rehearsal and even refusing to speak to each other after the cameras were off. The last movie Lugosi ever made was in 1956, a month before he suffered a fatal heart attack, titled Castle of the Monsters. It was about an unsuspecting pair of newlyweds who discover their honeymoon location is haunted. Lugosi was reprising his role as Dracula at the age of 73, but quit the movie prematurely when he discovered Karloff would have a cameo. The movie was rewritten instead to have Frankenstein's monster play in the role that Dracula would have taken, but this time, the monster can talk. He had biting dialogue referencing Bella, such as, I bet you're expecting someone a little more dead, and you should have seen the other guy, but this was written before Lugosi's untimely death, and the movie was entirely scrapped. Oh, the movie was scrapped. Okay. Is his last movie not an Ed Wood movie? Um, I can't remember. You can't yeah, answer I mean, that. I can't. But... Okay, but you did cover that by saying this one was scrapped. Um, I'm going to say stinky. That's where I'm leaning, but I'm not confirming yet. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say stinky. This is a stinky, which means... Daniel Foster wins again. I believe... Did you get a perfect score? I believe you did. I think you did. I, I did, yes. I'm not counting, but I did get 16 six out of six. Now. 
The first person to do that twice, unquestionably. Daniel Foster remains Jinkies or Stinkies <laughs> champion. Um, and I went five for yes. six again. To answer your question, oh. Daniel, um, I don't know if Plan 9 for Outer Space was his last movie, but I do know that there's an urban legend that he died holding a script for a Edward film. Um, so could okay. be either one. To answer your question, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes, great job, Daniel. Uh, pretty good job. Thank you. Which leaves us... <laughs> yes! Uh, which leaves us with ranking this episode on our heavy metal tier list. Now, the heavy metal tier list uh, has five tiers, of course. Starting from the bottom is the rut row tier, the absolute worst of the worst, the bottom of the barrel. Then we have the Scooby Dumb tier, obviously named after our friend, for episodes that we think are dumb. Then we have the middle of the road tier that's called Just Another Mystery. It's for things that don't do anything special, but aren't, you know, terrible or anything. Then we have Groovy, which is for episodes we like a lot, just don't do enough to make it into the absolute top, the best of the best, the golden scoop here. Now, personally, I love this episode. However, I recognize that I literally watched it on repeat on VHS when I was three years old, and I'm very um, biased here. Just know that I love it, but I'm going to let the two of you are fresh to Vampire Bats and Scaredy Cats decide where it goes on the tier list. Do we have to come to a decision? Do we have to agree? Oh, well, I was going to say, putting aside, similar to Ethan, like getting rid of his bias, that he obviously has a lot of history with it. This one, I came to the realization that I don't think I like (laughs) Scooby-Doo as a show. But maybe the other, like, I understand there are different iterations. This, the Scooby-Doo show... Maybe just isn't my speed. But with regard to that, I will say it is probably just another mystery tier, like a middle-of-the-road episode. Certainly better than the gruesome game of the Gator Ghoul, which we covered last time. Yeah, and like obviously there's episodes of the show that are actually racist, not accidentally racist, like Daniel (laughs) thought it was, and do offensive things. And this one is just... I found why, like, I did find it like completely boring and uh, at times hard to watch. I understand that's probably just the show. Sure. Um, okay. So, Colin's saying put it in the middle of the tier list. Um, Daniel? Um, so, yeah, I believe my last episode, The Ghostly Gondolier, we put it in the middle of the road. We didn't have much of a reaction yeah. to that one. Um, I don't know. I was freaking compelled by this thing. I think um, it's. I had the opposite reaction. This is what this is what has made me like Scooby Doo, apart from the live action, which are in a right. class of their own. But sure. this is what made me appreciate the formula, appreciate the character dynamics, the rich storytelling, yeah. tight knit, the interwove, yeah, the tight knit plotting. Um, the it has the emotional mm-hmm. devastation that you want yeah. <laughs> from a Scooby Doo yes. episode. Um, I would not put it in the top tier. I feel like, or I don't know what episodes you have put in the top tier. I'd have to be like really blown away. But I, I would put this in the second one, the groovy tier. I like that is a great word for it. I think this thing's mm-hmm. groovy. 
Um, and I would say that even if that wasn't the name of the tier. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know how we're going to come to an agreement on this. <laughs> well, I was suggesting just another mystery is a bit of a compromise because I would probably put oh, it in dumb tier. Okay, well, I was I was suggesting Groovy as a bit of a compromise. <laughs> that is not a compromise. <laughs> this is the Bernie Sanders situation. This is actually the compromise vote here. Um, sure, yeah, it's Groovy. <laughs> Wow. Yes, seven so for Colin, seven. Yeah, Daniel. Colin lost Jinkies uh, or Stinkies and then capitulated to Daniel um, in the ranking, just so that we're yeah. all keeping yeah. score. Well, at that home. usually yeah. happens. But yeah, I also won. You did beat Daniel and Scooby that is or true? Not Scooby? That was by more than he beat me in four hours ago. Yeah, but my game was harder. <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah, they are <laughs> literally shaggy at the end of this episode right now. You are being humiliated. You said You're being emasculated. Um, <laughs> you, are, you are. <laughs> you are laughing and crying. <laughs> they are happy tears. There is a difference. I am having a wonderful time. I am so fucking happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd like to thank both of you um, for joining me this week. Um, coming uh -oh. back, I appreciate it very much. Um, thank you for having me. It's been so. It has almost been a, been a year. It's true. Yeah, it's been so. Daniel keeps long. begging me to come back on the show, and I had to keep. Um, I didn't beg you. I was bothered by your stubborn refusal to even suggest that I could come back. Sure. On. That was what yeah, really yeah. got me. And it really um, emasculated. Yeah. We were truly laughing and crying at the same time. Um, that definitely did happen. Um. Now, yes, now I am Shaggy at the end you of the episode. Back yourself into this. You were aiming on a win. This is like the red shoes right now. I am just the end of the art that we're dealing um, with right now. Um, but I do appreciate you agreeing to do this. Colin, I appreciate you giving me your time. Um, I know you're busy. You're Please, busy, guys. Happy to do so it. I appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah, I'm busy sometimes too. Um, so this is the part of the show where we have uh, plugs, um, plugging your various work and things. Um, so we'll start with Colin Ashley. What would you like to plug for us? Daniel's holding up a plug to the camera. Um. Yeah, he unplugged his laptop. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna shut down in one minute, so let's make this quick. I um, you can follow me on Twitter or Letterbox at Clatchley on both C L A T C H L E Y. And if you like hearing me talk, I host a podcast called Can I Kick It that Ethan mm -hmm. mentioned earlier with a uh, former guest of this show. And if you, I believe, my co-host of my mm -hmm. other podcast. That I now have plugged this when she was on, um, but you can listen to Bevy yes. of Bevies, um, the podcast about consumable liquid, which I'm very proud of. Where can you listen to that, Colin? Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, uh, Anchor FM. Great, Daniel. Um, hi. My name's Daniel. Uh, 
You can find me on Twitter at Jutopia2. Got some great thoughts. Okay. Um, my letterbox, Colin taking his headset us? off. Mm-hmm. Jutopia. J E W T O P I A. Thank you. Okay. Two. I want to make sure that everyone goes and follows um, the right thing. I'm, I'm Daniel Foster on Letterboxd. I have a TikTok. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> Maybe you can find it. Um, I have a podcast called My Podcast on Podbean. You can go listen to my most recent episode, uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye yes. Commentary, <laughs> um, featuring Cullen in a non-voice mm-hmm. role. Yeah. In a silent, a po- a silent role. role on a podcast, um, to be clear. A silent role. I was talking to him in a call and was not picking up any of his audio, but you can hear me talking to him as we watch the two-time mm-hmm. Oscar winning now. Well, not at the time. We didn't mm-hmm. know how far it would go. Eyes, The Eyes of Tim Faye, starring Jessica Chastain and mm-hmm. there you go. Andrew Garfield and Vincent D'Onofrio and yeah and some kids. <laughs> There's children. They have a children's show. There's some uh-huh. kids in the audience. Yeah. Um, and that was recorded without my permission. You do have to take it down. Actually, no. You gave me permission. It's not recorded, but you. I did say, "Is this okay?" And you were like, "Uh, fuck. I guess." Um. So yeah, you can listen to that or Meatballs Part One. (laughs) I don't know what you're laughing, but I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Um, that's my most acclaimed episode. It's kind of the, uh, it's to you what Scaredy what (laughs) Vampire Bats and Scaredy Cats is. Uh, to your podcast, Meatballs Part One is my podcast. And like that, out. And that's never the episode that everyone will uh, live up to this. And... Yeah, it's sort of what's we're gonna write it on your tombstone <laughs> <laughs> very soon. <laughs> um... <laughs> we, we, it'll be a group effort. You have to dig deep into. Yeah, Daniel. Um, what happens? Cutting this me off. Out. This episode comes out, and um, I, I I get some letters or some phone calls. From the the fans of Heavy Metal, a, a podcast with Scooby Doo, and they say he he he's over two. This is what they said about mm. Charles Grodin on the David mm. Letterman show. No one understood the complexity mm. of his character and his humor. Is that written on his tombstone? Um, and so time... <laughs> it probably is. Um, and so what I would say is I'm also one of the great comedic minds of my generation. And you just have to warm up to me. Because um, I'm quirked up and I'm great. I'm, a, I'm fun. I'm a fun guy. Mushroom. Oh, God. And. Are <laughs> right, you yelled at me for cutting off? So I'm going to let you keep going. Um, 
Thank I beg you not this to. Filibuster time. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, you guys can leave the call. It's fine. I'll stay here with Fred. Um, Who's Fred? But yeah, I'm just. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just came up with that. Um. So yeah. Uh, thanks for coming to my podcast, everyone. Nope. nope. Uh, heavy metal. You can find us on uh-huh. Spotify, Apple yeah. Podcasts, um, WhiteHouse.gov. It's been out for years. Not on Apple Podcasts yet, because I, I hit one hurdle and okay. I don't want to circle back. <laughs> but okay, I yeah, guess you know more yeah, than so me. It's so my you podcast. Uh, I just wanted to say, um, yeah, yeah, my oh. podcast. Uh, Hosted by Ethan Brendeen. Uh You can find it uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, except for Apple Podcasts. Um, thank you so much to Colin Hatchley and Daniel Foster for joining me this week. I really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who listened to this entire episode. Um, and one more, um, just, you know, hey, if you like the show, let people know that you like the show and that they should listen to it. Uh, word of mouth is a great way to, to talk about anything. Um, I would... I mean, you listen to the podcast that these guys mentioned, um, especially my podcast, if you can find it. And um, on Podbean, just search it on Podbean. As always, to all you meddling kids out there, please remember this day